Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studios, this is the Simpsons Index, episode 116. Hello, I am your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me tonight is Maddie Dockrell. Hello. And here as always, except when he's not, BT Calloway. Oh, hi, hi. And thank you for joining me for The Simpsons Index, the podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but there's a twist. Each episode must come from a different decade. How are we doing tonight? Doing fabulous. Yeah? If you happen to hear an extra sexy level of degree in my voice tonight, it's probably just mucus. (laughs) You can really hear the mucus when you whisper. I don't know why it sounds so good, but it does. (laughs) You can do like a cover album of Sounds of Silence, but Sounds of Sickness. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, mucus, my old friend. Well, we're off to a great start here tonight, The Simpsons Index. Elliot, how are you? Oh, I'm doing fabulous and stuff, yeah. (laughs) It's hot as well. (laughs) Yes, it is. So yeah, we just watched an episode from the HD era. This was season 27, episode 18, How Lisa Got Her Marge Back. Wait, that doesn't make sense because the... Anyway, first released in April of 2016 and was directed by Bob Anderson, written by Jeff Martin. In this episode, Lisa's really mad at Marge because Marge reveals that she doesn't actually like jazz music. And in the B story, Bart's worried that he's over the hedge with his pranking until he finds a new accomplice in Maggie. What do we think? It's a goddamn mess. <laughs> I I didn't get most of the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can call them jokes. Yeah. I, they just made me sad. I wouldn't worry about it too much. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. There were some s- things that could have been a good episode in here. Yeah, really? that's what really sucks. There's a, something salvageable here. Oh, but it's, see, it's I don't know mess. if I even agree. I think this uh, straight in the bin. <laughs> straight into the fire? Mm. It's a dropped pie. It's mm. hideous. It's all gone wrong. <laughs> well, let's get into it. So, BT, for better or worse, what is a moment from this episode that stands out to you? This entire episode continuously forgets what it's doing, <laughs> and it's so goddamn annoying, I want to punch something. The big point that stuck out to me is Marge is like, okay, Lisa, we're off to Capital City, and it's like, Why? You don't ever say why you're going in the first place now. And it's like, it should, and it could have been, it could have been so simple to simply just go, I'm going to take you to Capital City and we're going to go to a big jazz club. I may not like it, but you love it. And here's what I'm willing to do for you to win it back. That's Mm. it. That's one sentence. But they just don't do that. And I like the idea that they end up going to like some goofy musical that Marge really loves. And that's how Lisa realizes, oh, we just have really different tastes. Again, kernel of a great idea. Yeah, which was fine, but then that means Marge misses the point that what Lisa's really mad about is that she lied all this time, and then it just kind of stops and goes away. And there's even a bit where Lisa's sitting in the in the theater going, maybe I should just force myself to like this because she's having a really good time, but then that's not the conclusion of that story. She has the moment of, we have really different tastes, but that doesn't finish it, yeah. and then it goes for another extra thing where she realizes that again, and... Ah, and also really, and I'm, I, I can't yell loud enough to express this, but Marge's pearls are red. They yes. keep changing the entire episode. Yeah. That was so frustrating. And why, why, since when does she wear a blazer? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, we needed to make her look younger in the flashback. Put a jacket on her. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. She's got a new jacket. <laughs> but yeah, they go to this flashback of Marge giving Lisa her pearls on her first day of school. Really cute. Nice yeah, idea. And they were white. And she goes, oh, it's just like mommy's. And Marge is wearing white pearls. Like, so weird. Like, we're not so stupid that we can't figure out it's the same thing in a different color <laughs> if you just flip it. Oh. 
Yeah, and it's been 27 years at this point. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's like the animators just forgot. Yeah, they forgot to click in uh, Phil on yeah. each yeah. other. Then they, then they go back to red, and then during the reconciliation scene where she puts them back on Lisa, they go back to white. It's like, <sighs> mm. again, I cannot yell properly for this. <laughs> we can get a stunt yell in, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how I yell. <laughs> and don't even get me started about the fact she pulled her pearls out of her hair. Yeah. That was weird as well, but that's okay. Well, I think we've learned in this episode that the Simpson family do have magical hair. Yeah. Even though Bart was cutting Maggie's hair, (laughs) it went back to normal and appeared with a bow. Oh, I've got more to say about that as well. Oh, God. And yeah, just uh, rolling on to that, I'm going to say for better or worse, what stood out to me from this episode is the Bart-Maggie storyline, which I thought... Great, they're going to have an adventure together. We don't see enough of these interesting pairings, and mm. especially no. with Maggie. Yeah, I thought that had a lot of potential, actually, the Bart-Maggie pairing. I thought that was kind of funny. Bart's like, what do I even do with a baby? And I was yeah. like, oh, this could be interesting. Yeah. Nah. yeah, and they run out of pranks so mm. quickly. The it's pranks ridiculous. they do aren't even good. The whole, yeah. that Gil one, that was... Fucking oh, trash. Could, could you hold this baby for me, please? Oh, you dropped it, but it's made out of porcelain. It's like, he would have realized that the second he picked it up. And then he doesn't even care. He's like... It didn't even make sense. Why did Gil have a Spanish quinceanera dress shop? <laughs> the guy's always looking to make a quick buck, I guess. And <laughs> You know what I think stood out to me for this episode yeah? is how literal trash it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was so stupid. How yeah. appropriate that it ends with Homer taking out the trash. Yeah. Don't even get me started about how like that took it too far with all the beer bottles. Yep. At least he recycles. (laughs) Yeah, but then Marge put Maggie's toy saxophone in, and you can't mix those kind of plastics with glass. I hated that bit, actually. That hideous moment where Maggie's holding a you know toy saxophone and Marge is like, oh, don't you start to. It's yeah. like, I'm going to crush all your dreams because I don't like your thing. I know. Which well, is very anti-Marge. Jerk-ass Marge. Yeah. Well, essentially as well, Homer kind of did that to Bart and Maggie being like, you know, I don't need another Bart. Yeah. yeah. That was Awful, that joke. So what if Maggie's personal identity is somewhat similar to both Lisa or Bart's? They're allowed to have common things. I know, siblings, like, overlap a lot and they share and it's good. It's a good way to bond with your siblings. Yep. Yeah, ah, uh, big downers on the parents in this episode. <sighs> All right, so play count. How many times before tonight have you watched this episode? Nunce. Uh, I have also seen it, the nunce. Yeah, I've seen this once before, maybe, and, hmm... I wonder why I haven't returned to it. So let's talk about some of the wacky moments in this episode. You know, we like to look at the cartoony elements of Simpsons episodes. It is a cartoon after all. What are some things of the wackiness that stood out to you guys? Uh, the very opening in the factory in China. You have a child trying to lick a sticker and put it on a box. And then it's like, I have no saliva left. Well, then use your tears. Mm. Really bleak open. And that was weird as well, how the voiceover of the Chinese kid then came into it when Bart's yeah. like yeah. thank you China or whatever and yeah the spirit of his tears have sent some sort of uh, uh, message yeah so... wacky uh, it's kind of shit because I actually didn't mind how this started with Bart like being unable to prank people yeah I like that idea it's just the opening that started it and then the end of it where he tries to pick up the quarter and the rascally kids from Riverdale have stuck it to the ground Except Archie's dead. 
What the uh, fuck was any of this? Oh my god, that entire opening bit, all I was like, I was like, this is sad. Like Hans Moment, that made me sad. Cletus is like weird stereotype rant. Yeah. That also made Just me Cletus sad. Just li- Cletus listing off all the adjectives to describe himself that he could. And then even yeah. he made himself sad. I was like, this whole thing is sad. Yeah. And then they killed Archie. Yeah. Like, imagine the writing process of that. Okay, we're going to have Bart then realize he can't prank anyone who then falls for a prank, the ultimate low. But who could be pranking him? I don't know. Riverdale. Archie and the gang? That's okay. But then how do we get out of this scene? Oh, they have to attend Archie's funeral. Oh, of course. What? I feel like it's a reflection of the writer's state of mind of themselves being sad with their life. (laughs) They're sad and forgetting which cartoon characters are in their universe. On the upside of the background sign was Heinrich's monocle shop. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, just on that sad bit as well, Kirk Van Houten, who is now with Luann again, is like, oh, I need this dollar for dinner. Like, That's weird because it implies he's not with her. He's just walking with her. For some reason. <laughs> well, I know they did get back together so- at some point in the HD era, but mm. I feel like, yeah, Kirk after Luann was, yeah, the pathetic poor guy, but with Luann, like, surely they're yeah. pulling a dual income. Like, Yeah, he's still that pathetic loser yeah. guy. Yeah. I mean, if he needs a dollar for dinner, so does she. <laughs> so Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I really don't like because it's just they turned Kirk into another gill. And, yeah, it's so unnecessary. We already had a gill. Mm. <laughs> Any other wackiness? Ralph's thing. Oh, yeah, yep. yeah. Poor Ralph, he's dead now. That was fucking weird. Yes, what was. was that? I'm not stupid. Stupid thing coming ahead. Uh, wall licorice. What? <laughs> and then electrocute. Yep. What? Yep. I, I liked the start of this joke because he kind of looked like when you're playing a video game and you're running your character in a wall and he just keeps running like at full yeah, speed even yeah. though he can't get anywhere. It's a wall. But then he goes and chews up some wall licorice. He goes through the wall. How strong is Ralph? Uh, or how shit are the school cafeteria yeah, walls? I, I can assume it's their Both. shitty walls made out of biscuits and spit. But, yeah. um, okay, here's a bit I'm going to point out is making absolutely no sense that bothered me. So Homer's watching football, but he's watching American Gridiron that's being broadcast in the UK for some reason. And then Bart comes in and says, no one's falling for my pranks. Then we cut to the next day and Marge is like, Oh, uh, you missed breakfast because you were up late watching your football games. Like, was it late? Because it was never established he was watching it like 2 a.m. or anything. He was just watching American football in Britain for some reason. Bart was still awake and had presumably just come from his afternoon of pranks failing. So it's late afternoon at the latest when that scene happens. Then Marge is angry at him that he stayed up all night. He apologizes, but that's not a plot line. Like I said, it was a mess. It was just, what is going on right now? Two things on that note. Yeah. Firstly, I want to bring up again why Homer, when he's watching TV, he's he's just wearing socks, like, and not shoes. And I just, I just felt like that was very odd. Well, I feel like this entire section was a different script plot. Like, it had been, like, from a different revision, and they just didn't change it. Because it feels really purposeful, but not set up properly, and there's no payoff to it. They put it there for a reason, but that reason has been removed, but the scene hasn't. Mm. That's what was sort of... I was thinking about Marge's pearls as well. Mm. Like, why do they have these like weird off-character models yeah. in this episode? And I thought maybe with Marge's pearls, like the white pearls was like there for a reason, like she was trying to connect with Lisa or something. Yeah. But it wasn't. Mm. It was nothing. The socks were meaningless. They look comfy, though. So weird. And yeah. the second thing... 
what the fuck happened to Homer in this episode? Like, where was he? Yeah. I feel like he just disappeared. It started off with this opening of like watching football. I thought there was going to be something football related. Yep. And then yeah. No. Because they went on with football for a long time. What the fuck was all these British football things that as well? So yeah. Why was Sherry Bobbins there as well? Because I feel like that made no sense because Sherry Bobbins was established as a real person, real yeah. character. And then in that like montage, yep. she's more of a fictional TV character kind of thing then. Singing uh, football to the tune of downtown. Touchdown. Uh, yeah. And... Was Paddington making out with Winnie the Pooh at one point? Oh, my God. Indeed Why were the bears kissing? I didn't get that at all either. This is what I mean. I didn't get these jokes. I was like, <laughs> Why is this happening? I mean, sure, if that's their like, uh, they want to go for it, go for it. But why are why we is it, <laughs> Why has it been made, then televised in this fictional universe? That watches American football and British this made no yeah, fucking sense. and it went okay. on as well. Like, enough to, for, for us to think this is going to be significant to some degree, and it just went away. Yeah. Ugh. And the other wacky thing that, yeah, I wanted to point out is that, yeah, Bart's pranks with Maggie as well, that my main problem with them is Maggie didn't need to be there for either of them. Nope. Mm. You don't need to hold a fake Maggie and give it to someone who's going to break it. You don't need a real Maggie. Yeah. Oh, and the thing on the couch, why did Bart cut her hair to look like Bart? Yeah, I thought that was going to... Yeah, the joke was the milk bottle was glued to the floor, so you don't need to dress Maggie up. Yeah, it only seemed to exist there, so Homer's stupid, he thinks it's Bart Jr., not his actual daughter. But it felt like it was only there to set up the fact that he was just about to strangle her, and that's a joke, I guess. Which, again, like, that's what I mean. There was a lot of jokes in this episode that I was like, that's just made me sad. Yeah. Are you okay, Simpsons writers? I know. Uh, Jeff Martin. <laughs> like, reach out, buddy. The one bit of wacky I'll say was kind of funny is when Homer leaves while Lisa's playing her solo, he brings the cat, puts her yeah. there, puts a little beret and sunglasses on the cat so it looks like a jazz cat. I like, actually like that as that well. Was that was uh, Very into that liked. joke. Mm. And even uh, when they did the smash cut 12 minutes later, the cat hadn't left. He's just... Uh, grooving on it. Yeah, he's grooving on top of the fridge. Got himself a nice warm spot, listening mm. to some bebop. Yeah. Um, another weird inconsistency with the Homer and Marge drinking wine in bed. I feel like I've never seen that before. And again, there's no reason for them to be doing that. No. Well, they are having this little bonding moment of, like, you hate Lisa's music? I hate Lisa's this music. This may come as a surprise to Australian, but you can bond with someone else without alcohol. Uh, I've heard. Be ear. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's a thing that you feel like has a purpose that doesn't. Mm. And then you wonder why it's there. Yeah. And I feel like I almost thought it could have been interesting, a Homer and Marge dynamic of like, you know, relating as parents of, oh, trying to support our kids, but I actually fucking hate yeah. that thing that they like. But I'm trying to encourage them still, but I hate yeah. it. And you know what? I feel like I can see and like relate you know a lot of parents Mm. to that not that i'm a parent but you know what i mean (laughs) yeah like i said there were kernels of a fragments of a good idea here Mm. for them to be able to do that like we said this is a dropped pie and you can look at the pie and know it's ruined but you can see how good it could have been (laughs) yeah had it just not been dropped and stepped on no, absolutely. So, I mean, it's a given we'll talk about more wackiness, but for now, let's move on to the heart. Did you guys feel any bumps from this episode? No, and I should have. What I did actually think was cute was when Homer was like, oh, here, have a baby. You know, mm. that's how you cheer someone up. 
And then Bart was like, I don't know what to do with this. And then starts <laughs> playing with her. He's like, oh, this is actually kind of nice. I like having a sister. And then was like, it's good you don't talk. I thought that was actually kind of cute. Like that little interaction between yeah. Bart yeah. Well, and it's Maggie. Like Ellie was saying earlier, this really should have been a very cute plot line. We don't get a lot of Bart and Maggie's. So. No, I, I honestly, I can't think of any Bart and Maggie. Yeah. Yeah, not off the top of my head. I'm sure there's something. Mm. And I've got a soft spot for comedy where it's like, in the instance of this, Bart is treating Maggie like a yo-yo and, you know, hanging her off the pacifier. And, like, this child is in very real danger, but they're having a lot of fun. Mm. So it makes it okay. And I'm a big fan of that. Like in that Futurama episode where Bender adopts all those kids. Yeah, I like that episode. (laughs) He's clearly malnourishing (laughs) them and neglecting them and giving them baseball bats to hit each other. But at no point is the kids having a bad time. Yeah, they're all having a good time. Danger mm. makes it fun. Yeah. But in that moment, it immediately gets kicked in the heels with... Kicked in the heel? It doesn't sound pleasant. We'll stick with it. <laughs> kicked in the heels. Okay, this is a van coming down the road playing, like, ice cream van music. Uh. Homer runs after it. Ned appears from the mist and is just like, why is Homer chasing the spay and neuter van? It's like, why is the spay and neuter van playing ice cream music? I yeah. just... Why is there a spay and neuter van at all? Yeah. Is you, this a thing that exists that in a, America? I, well, I mean, everything's on wheels now. It's got to be convenient. So <laughs> they tried drive through spay and neuter. <laughs> you just open up the new app on your phone, Uber to neuter. <laughs> Uber neuter. It's, that sounded funny in my head. I'm glad I said it. Yeah. I know. I was, you should patent pending. <laughs> yeah, patent pending, patent pending. And yeah, it's such a disappointment. There was no heart in the Bart Maggie storyline. And... And neither in the Marge Lisa storyline, or they had the ideas, like we said before, and they just weirdly didn't know what to do with them. Well, what really bugs me, and I wrote this down as a note that just says, Bart and Lisa are both having similar problems. Let's see if they relate. Because they're both struggling with something they love. Mm. Bart's losing pranking, and Lisa's not losing jazz, but she's losing someone's interest in it, and maybe questioning whether, you know, she doesn't bring her sex to Capital City, for example. Yeah. So, no, they didn't relate at all. They didn't have parallels or anything, really. Yeah, it's a shame, because I think there was absolutely something to take there from Lisa. Like, she is such an artist you know she is obviously a gifted musician yep. and great hold of the english language super smart talented whatever hates kenny g <laughs> yeah <laughs> so she should yeah, that's how you know she's good <laughs> and there is something to mine over her being offended that marge doesn't like her music which in her eyes the artistic smart one is the higher art form yeah where marge is just you know happy with whatever broadway show that they adapt a movie and throw a love angle into yeah, there was something to Lisa realising that. Yep. But then they sort of backtracked on it to shoehorn Andrew Rannells into this story. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't mind him. Like, I actually quite like that line when they're at that diner and they're like, no real celebrities come here. And yeah. he's like, until now, right? <laughs> yeah, I do like the diner, the penny loafer, because it has a sign out front saying, whoever stole our giant penny, please give it back. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. But yeah, so the guest star of this episode was Andrew Rannells, who y'all might know from being the first Elder Price in the Book of Mormon. Uh Not the fat one, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is Josh Gad, by the way, for anyone playing at home. Yeah, yeah. So big Broadway star was uh, did Book of Mormon for many, many years. But see, like they could have done so much more with him. Yeah. Yeah. They could have done something with him. I mean, all he did was go out to dinner and then call Lisa out for being a little turd to Marge, which she was. I mean, you know, I I remember when I went through a phase where I played saxophone and my whole family were like, gotta stop. 
Oh, you're like, can't handle it anymore. Can't handle you shit playing and you're wow. practicing. I was Brutal. like, mm. no, that's the problem with any. I don't think it's mm. any instrument. It's just you're not good until for a long time. Yeah, but some are much more grating until you're pretty good. Yeah. Like violin is horrid until you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? That's what I'm saying. I can relate to Marge being like, oh. You know, I don't really want to listen to your 12-minute jazz solo, Lisa, but I'm going to pretend anyway. Like, kudos to Marge for pretending, unlike my mother. (laughs) I think there was a point to be made with Lisa being hurt by Marge lying to her and Marge not wanting to hurt Lisa's feelings. Yeah, I think there is a balance that they could have hit with that and mm. having Marge go, you know, I'll tolerate this and you can tolerate other things. And yeah, yeah, and I think they should have come out of that musical and had that moment of Marge being like, you didn't like this, I don't like jazz, you know, yeah. we just have different tastes and her being like, no, the point was you lied. Yeah. Mm. But it just kind well, of, yeah. I was going to say, I, I was, I'm not even sure if it was the... I feel like the point should have been more... To do with the fact that Lisa thought they were bonding over this love of jazz as opposed to the betrayal of a lie. Yeah, Um, that would have been fine too. I thought that would have been, you know, that's where your heart is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, because then they could have been like, they actually already had tickets to go to Capital City. Mm. But then Lisa finds out Marge doesn't actually like jazz. It's like, well, I guess we'll go anyway. Mm. Yeah, see, that makes more sense. Mm. Yeah, there was like a deeper story to take out of this, but it just felt like they were going through the motions. And although, yeah, I did like Andrew Rannell's little dissection of the whole situation. It's like, oh, stop being such a snooty kid, maybe. Yeah, a lot with him really worked. I liked how he got into the scene by just like, he kind of invited himself. Yeah, yeah. But just, yeah, desperate for attention. Like, I don't, but they didn't draw too much attention to it. Uh, I think I overplayed the whole, hey, guys, I'm a celebrity sort of thing. But yeah. I mean, I thought that was like, I thought he was like making fun of himself yeah. in that sense where I was like, huh, it's kind of funny, but. Yeah. Um, Not funny enough. Ultimately, though, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? No. No? It, it, it felt like components of it. <laughs> <laughs> Character integrity, though? Yeah, see, I feel like th- that's what I mean. Like, the characters were so off. I, I just felt like, you know, there's so many weird little inconsistencies. Yeah. Yeah. I just... Marge's necklace was off character. <laughs> yeah, yes, it was. Homer's no. footwear was off character. Oh, God. It's, okay, like, it's like Homer is too stupid. Yep. And then I like the idea of Bart's storyline, but then his pranks were so un-him. Yeah, they were so uncreative. Yeah, they're just like, oh. No wonder they're not working. I mean, how did he even... The, the whole first prank, the dollar on a fishing line. Well, that's at least like classic back page of a comic book kind of thing. But, like, yeah, all the ones he did with Maggie, just none of them were interesting or funny or needed her to be there. Yeah, because, yeah, if the Flanders family were stupid enough to fall for their neighbour baby, which they have been at least familiar with for the last year of her existence, they can think that's an angel. Well, they could have thought anything was an angel. Yeah, exactly. If Gil doesn't realise a porcelain baby is not real... Where did Bart get that made? I don't know. It was very <laughs> realistic. But that did make me think of a part that was also mm. put a lot of focus on that didn't matter when Raphael's like, hey, where are you going? Going to the airport? And he's all like, Marge's like, oh, I'm going with a very special girl. And it goes on and on. And you think for a second that maybe she's going to leave without Lisa or Lisa's going to run away or something. Because we're just sitting here talking to this you know, airport driver guy for like 
a minute. That and was it does such a waste nothing. of animation. And then she just comes back and they leave. It was like, oh, okay. Um, Why did we do any of that? It was a long road to get there, but I did like Raphael's line of, hmm, sounds to me like you're a terrible mother. Like <laughs> That was fine, but you could do it so much quicker. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. I like, though, Marge's comment, great, now I've got both daughters mad at me. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> being a parent. Yep. Yeah. Gotta be hard. Of daughters. <laughs> as far as the integrity goes, yeah, the show itself is just totally off. Yeah, it's all in their wheelhouse it's just not quite right yeah it's definitely yeah off-brand simpsons but yes or no would you watch this one again probs not i would not no bt what would you change oh god i would remember what i was doing at the (laughs) end of the episode and again i feel like this is one that's had several revisions and they have not dropped dead end plot lines and things like that it feels like there's just so much you could pull out of this that is just there for no reason. Mm. And again, just add some jokes. I don't think I laughed properly this entire thing. I know I use that one a lot, but I mean, realistically, I don't think I did. Have a reason to go to Capital City. Have a parallel between Bart and Lisa. Have Bart's pranks actually be interesting. Have him bond with Maggie. Have anything happen with his storyline. Have anything happen with Lisa's storyline. And change Marge's pearls to red. (laughs) We fucking know they're red. (laughs) Because that's the thing I thought they were going to set up in the flashback sequence is that Marge originally had white pearls and gave them to Lisa in that moment. That is a billion times better. (laughs) But, I mean, even though that... Because they've set up past continuity where that wouldn't be true, but within the world of that episode, you would have let that fly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, How about you, Maddie? What would you like to change? I think I would just start again. (laughs) Go back to the pie shop, get a new pie. Literally, like, I I feel like, you know, you got your storyline of Lisa finding out that Marge doesn't like jazz and the storyline of Bart and Maggie bonding and and go from there. And yeah, for the love of God, put some fucking jokes in this episode. (laughs) Like, It's an episode of The Simpsons. Why were there no jokes? Well, there were jokes. Yeah, they yeah, you're right. Jokes. Sorry. They were bad there's jokes. There's jokes, and then there's jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, what I'd change. Man, fuck, it is a mess. I like the idea of them going to Broadway, essentially. They call yeah. it Capital City. It's Broadway. And I think there was something to do a Simpsons go-to, and you can still have Bart being depressed and not being able to prank, and it's like, oh, my God, New York, here's a new world of pranking, and then... Yeah he could meet some New York street toughs that could teach him the pranks that they haven't got in Springfield or something. Yeah, that could have been interesting. And, yeah, we've said it a bunch, but, yeah, Lisa and Marge actually coming to the point together in a natural way that doesn't backpedal on itself a couple of times. Yeah. BT, do you have any other notes? I feel like, as long as we're being wacky, when Bart's pouring out his box of pranks it should be hammer space and stuff just keeps coming mm. oh but i really did like that joke how you could hear all the sound effects of the various things falling yeah, no, in I like that too, but you know have it just be an impossible space because yeah. that in itself would be a prank yeah and uh, my final note is very simple so this one ends with this whole thing about lisa and marge and jazz so naturally it ends with a show tune that isn't jazz oh and my lisa God. is singing not playing saxophone <laughs> Isn't Thank that you. Such a weird musical yeah. number addition. I was like, what is going on? And it wasn't even a song relevant to what she's just singing Rain on My Parade. And it's like. From the hit musical Funny Girl. Which didn't feature at all <laughs> in the episode. Amazing. Yeah. Why didn't Andrew Rannells sing? Uh, Isn't yeah, he. Yeah, he's this the bro- singer. He's a singer yeah. 
from the Book of Mormon? Why didn't they do a song together? <laughs> Imagine the if they just pulled out like half a diggery, but why? They go out of their way to find like a street saxophone player and go, here, buddy, here's $10 for yes. 20 minutes. So Lisa has a saxophone. Why is she not playing and he's singing and like he's trying to steal a limelight as a joke and she's like, this is kind of my moment, but okay. Hmm. So weird. And like Marge is loving his singing, and then Lisa's, you know, looks at Lisa, who's, you know, getting the limelight stolen. He's like, oh no. So he's like, you can enjoy it, mom. It's fine. Then they've reconciled. Then there's fireworks, and I get an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> so I did have another one, which I did kind of like that all the Broadway musicals featured former members of American Idol. Oh, really? Yeah, it was on the bottom of each poster, and one of them was like featuring. John Smith, and then it had like the Men in Black poster, and then it points to a guy in a costume and says, That's him. Oh, really? Yeah, very quick, but I liked it. I think I was too busy rolling my eyes at the whole thing because this is something that I have difficulty with The Simpsons when they're doing like a purposefully bad joke. Like, yeah, here's three yeah. clips from three movie adaptation musicals that shoehorn love into it. But they were just so goddamn slow. Mm. Yeah. Maddie, do you have any other notes? I actually really liked the jazz cucumber earrings that (laughs) Marge got for Lisa as a makeup present. I thought they were really cute. And I also liked when um, Lisa was like looking for answers and the cucumber goes, don't ask me. I'm just a pity present. Like, (laughs) ah, that was funny. Yeah. And then the other thing that I just want to, Again, one of the really sad jokes in this episode that I was like, fuck, that went like a little bit too far was when Homer goes to Bart, Bart, you're a great kid, but if I had another kid like you, I'd hang myself from a highway overpass. Yeah. Fucking hell. Jesus, this is too much. Yeah, he doesn't say, if I had two of you, I couldn't take it. It's like, if I had two of you, I've thought about how and when, and I know the approximate time they would find my corpse. It's Uh, like, okay. In the same space that he almost chokes Maggie and does actually choke Bart, he then says, I'm going to commit suicide if Maggie turns out like you. Yep. God. (laughs) Yeah. Darkness. Oh my. I mean, these jokes are, you know, not even good black humor. They were just bleak. So bleak. Jeff Martin, seriously, man. Call me anytime. I'm here to talk, buddy. Uh, was that all your notes? That's on my notes, my friend. Time for my final notes. And now it's time. And now it's time for his final notes. <laughs> Elliot's final notes. Spoken word edition to do the do themes. Do. <laughs> Homer, I want to see Binging with Bobbish make this one. Homer pours syrup into a box of pancake mix, microwaves it. And then puts more syrup on it. <laughs> Good luck, rubbish. <laughs> See you in hell. Homer does another jerk-ass self-knowing line, which was, I'm sorry I messed up, sweetie. Again, not the point of the episode that he overslept with Marge or anything. Yeah. But I got you some flowers, because you can buy it under the store, unlike fundamental behavioural change. Yeah. Again, not the point of the episode. Homer and Bart are going to go see a movie with elf boobs. What movie's this? <laughs> <laughs> Also, why did he text Bart? That was so under... What? <laughs> Genghis Mom. Is that what he called? Yeah, yeah that's mean. That was weird. <laughs> to be fair, we text each other sometimes yeah. when we live in the same house. <laughs> <laughs> I did like when Lisa got her saxophone for the trip that there was a saxophone rack on the front of the yeah. bus and that was fun. The other thing I didn't like about uh, those segments of Broadway musical jokes as well is it just came after they did a run of like six poster jokes yeah. as well. Mm. Fuck, I don't even remember what my notes are trying to tell me they were. Stinky bots? 
Stinky boots. So instead of kinky oh, boots, instead of, yeah. it's stinky. Stinky butts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ Supercar, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. one was okay. Riddler on the Roof, I did like that one. Cheney, <laughs> get your gun. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh man, I like the idea of Bad News Bears, the musical, but holy fuck, they whiffed it. Yeah. Mm. Again, it just went on way too long and... The thing with the musical jokes as well is because they're singing it, it takes them a long time to reach deliver the punchline. Yeah. Anyway, have you guys seen Bad News Bears? No. No? Is it one of your favourites? Uh, no, um, <laughs> but it's one of Kevin Smith's favourites. So I watched it based on his recommendation. Parts of it really age very badly. But see. overall, it is a good film. But don't don't watch it in a public space. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you watching movies? <laughs> <laughs> you never just uh, pop a movie on in the park? Maybe I'm missing out. <laughs> Bring your iPad to the park, hang it on a tree, and just sit back and watch a movie. Get some popcorn. Be good. Anyway, they did a really on-the-nose thing of Marge saying, oh, it's just like people who are like flogging their old merchandise and then Simpsons 17 DVDs on sale now. That was tacky. Yep. And my final note is I liked the idea of Lisa having a little jazz band that rehearses in the treehouse and we didn't get to see them and there's something so very unsatisfying about that to me. Mm. It is time to rank this thing. On the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. failure. Maybe if the episode was just meh, you give a participant. But for the positive rankings, you got okay, bronze, good silver, excellent gold, but for the best of the very best, you give cubic zirconia. I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. Oh. Yeah, it's a little, like, for all the negatives I've said, I don't know if it deserves to be in the pit. (laughs) Does it, though? I'm going to go ahead and throw this in the pit. Yeah? I'm going to take the lead. I'm going to throw it in the pit. It is trash fire. All right. One failure for Maggie. I almost said Maggie. Maggie. I'm (laughs) sorry. (laughs) One failure for Maddie. Uh, BT, do you want (laughs) to? Yeah, I was going to be mean and fail it, and I am. Oh, really? It's a high failure, but there's just enough wrong with this that it would have taken a single writer to revise it, to pay attention. And it's that laziness that really bothers me. That it's Even if you don't make a good episode, you can make this passable with just a few moments of looking at what you're doing and figuring out what you're supposed to do next instead of just piecing pieces together. So yeah, that laziness just makes me angry, Maddie. Yeah, it was very sloppy. Yeah, I am going to give it a participant. It's fair. And it's mostly on the goodwill of the good kernels of ideas and that just barely saving a very, very bad episode. Yeah, because I will say most failures I'm angry at. This one I'm just irritated by, mm. but uh, still annoying enough. Yeah, it didn't make me it didn't evoke the rage that some of the other failures have yeah. done in the past, but um, it was just trash. Yeah. Well, Definitely a- not participant. Averaging out, this will make it a shiny failure. Mm. Sounds good, right? Yeah. Like that. yeah. And we don't have many shiny failures, but it'll be joining the ranks of PayPal with Marge that paid oh, yeah. that girl to hang out with Lisa. I remember that one. Yep. <laughs> Um, the 10% solution where Joan Rivers was Krusty's agent. Oh, yeah. And they hook up and they have a show that the, ends the episode Sex Over 60. That was, I remember that one. Yeah. Kiss Kiss Bang Bangalore where Homer goes to India and I assure you everything offensive happens. <laughs> and also Bonfire of the Manatees where Marge starts hanging out with a manatee tamer played by Alec Baldwin. 
These are things that happen. <laughs> I'm Billy Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also Codependence Day, where Homer Ooh. puts Marge in the Marge in the driver's seat, seat after he's had a drink, drink driving oh, accident. That was an awful episode. Oh, that was God, awful. They're all awful. They are all awful. All right, now before we move on to the teens era, is that reputation justified? Is that reputation? Justified. It's such a shame in a review of a Broadway <laughs> musical episode that we can't have the smooth pipes of BT Calloway. You've got the dark, grizzly ones. <laughs> mm. All right, so Dennis Perkins of the AV Club. Ah, Dennis, the wild card. The wild card. He gave this episode a B minus. So that's like dull bronzish. That's yeah. better than participant. A B minus. For him, that's pretty low. Although he is the wild card, you'd never tell. Marge and Lisa have a fight in the first act of how Lisa got her Marge back, which means they're going to make up by the end of the episode. And, in true fashion, of not only The Simpsons, but of most sitcoms ever made, that fight is not going to affect their relationship in any appreciable way going forward. I've always maintained that's not a problem in itself. The Simpsons can go on as long as these actors' voices and... Like, we all know how sitcoms work. We've all accepted that. It's when you don't try yeah. that we get angry. And that's the problem with this one. It's like, we know they're going to reconcile, obviously. But give us a moment of feeling something. Totally. All right, guys, time to move on to the teen era. And Maddie, we're finishing off like the Artie Ziff storyline with you tonight. Oh. So, yeah, we've done with you in the past the flashback episode. Mm-hmm. And the other one where Artie goes to pay them $2 million to spend a weekend with Marge. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yes, we are going to go to season 15's The Ziff Who Came to Dinner. We'll be back. Why do birds suddenly appear? Every time you're near. And we are back and we just watched our Teens Era episode, which was Season 15, Episode 14, The Ziff Who Came to Dinner. First released in March of Ought 4, it was directed by Nancy Cruz, written by Deb LaCousta and Dan Castellaneta, who, <laughs> <laughs> the voice of Homer and his wife, what is it when it's not respectively? Because I've said it in the wrong order. Oh. Um... Irrespectively. <laughs> sure. In this episode, the Simpsons family discover that Artie Ziff has been living in their attic and he forms a ruse to get Homer to be the majority shareholder of his whole company, which is under federal investigation. Hey, what do we think? I didn't mind. I quite it, liked it, actually. It passed liked. the time. Mm. Oh, man. I, I, oh, I'm not a fan. <laughs> really? And you're always so generous. We were just saying I'm the nice judge. You're the nice judge. Well, wait till we get to ratings. I'm like, oh man, this thing was terrible, bronze. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it my lowest ranking ever. <laughs> Dull cubic. <laughs> no, I thought it started out pretty good, but just yeah. when Artie came in, I just... Ugh. It mm. kicks everything in the pants. From yeah. On. He's the worst. <laughs> and in, at least in episodes where he's supposed to be the worst, it's yeah. fine. But in this, he's meant to be redeemable, but he's still the worst. Mm. Yeah. Well, let's start out with you, Maddie. For better or worse, what is a moment from this episode that stands out to you? You know what? I like that there wasn't actually a B story. It was all A plot, you know, and I kind of like the focus. Yeah. Yeah, it did have a through line. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I liked where it began as well. I liked the redeadening. I loved yeah. Lenny's feature in that. I thought yep. that was quite funny. <laughs> they didn't sew the buttons under my eyes. It was just held there together with hot wax. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the redeadening, I, I think that's where a lot of the strongest material of the oh, episode came from. Absolutely. Sure. It was going to be my, um, what stood out to me, thank you very much. <laughs> but uh, yeah, having watched many crappy horror movies, there are so many good moments in this. I just yeah. love 
what's that baby butt nice? Your eyes came from the trousers of an insane killer. Yeah. <laughs> Just the dumbest reason for a doll to be possessed. I love it. So- yeah. And even Homer is like, he has some good moments, you know, with, he's like, don't worry, sweetie. Look, they're killing the doll now. Oh, looks like it's unkillable. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about you, BT? What's a moment from this episode that sounds out to you, for better or worse? Well, if it's not the re-deadening, oh. it's going to have to be the, for the worse. And it's going to be what turns Artie Ziff around is banging Selma. Mm, you know what? It's yeah. funny that you bring that up because that was my, my next my yeah. next worse. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's so weird. Mm. Like, he's in Moe's Tavern. They walk in. He drops a bad pickup line and sleeps with Selma and then like, I'm going to get Homer out of prison. It's like, why do you give any fucks? <laughs> well, so that's the thing. He just gave a fuck and now yeah. he gives a fuck. Your angry that's love. That's not how fuck works. <laughs> <laughs> I <Yeah>. know sex. <laughs> yeah. Selma's involvement in this story. Like, also, she was kind of creepy. Like, Yeah, she drags so him off. Yeah, he was trying to be subtle. He didn't want this. Um, Just 10 minutes on the beanbag? Ew. Uh-huh. No, well, that's horrific. He, they did end up doing it in her S bed. Mm. Uh, S bed. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Um, like, why do they need to monogram their beds anyway? <laughs> like Bert and Ernie, so they know which one's which. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. No, it comes out of nowhere, and this is the turn. This is the resolve. It wasn't Marge pleading with him and him going. I thought I loved you for so long, but what I love was physical, and now it's there's something good for you that I can do, and I've decided mm. to be a better person because of it. Marge, you make me want to be a better man. Mm. Something. I thought there could have been definitely something with his relationship with Bart and Lisa. I thought that was... That was kind of That funny. was pretty cute when he was reading to Lisa, and he's like, oh, doesn't your dad ever read to you? And she goes, he tried, but he got confused and thought the book <laughs> was real. He's still looking for that chocolate factory. It consumes him. Yeah. And that's going to be a slight hint at the accidental playlist of today, referencing our classic episode, but more on that later. It was a weird point that I thought that Bart and Lisa were coming to his defense, but then when it became like something that, oh, sure, kids, you can keep him. Yeah, I was about to say, like, it's dumb when Lisa's like, it's nice to have someone around even I can beat up. Mm. Yeah. But then, yeah, it kind of gets turned around when when he's like, no, you can keep him. Yeah, but just, like, going back to the whole, like, Selma element of the story, Mm. and this is where I really didn't like about Artie, and I'm just going to say it's what stood out to me for worse, was the moments that he hits on Marge, like, he hits on Marge outside the prison when we later see Selma's in full view of that, Mm. like, and I'll never make a a bad remark to you, except this one now, yowza, wowza, bo bowser. Yeah. That was... Oh, I hated that so, so much. So cringe. It was real cringe, actually. Yeah. yeah. Inappropriate. Yowza, wowza, boom, bowza. <laughs> that wasn't um, actually what he said. I'm pinching that from Bojack Horseman. <laughs> but it's in the vein of. Um, yeah, yeah. I think he says a wooga. If our mm. female listeners could write in and let us know, has that ever worked for you? <laughs> yowza, wowza, a wooga. <laughs> Ugh, Play count. How many times before today have you seen this episode? At least the once possible. Possibly the tons. Mm. Yeah, maybe twice or thrice. Yeah, I've seen this a few times and I've talked about it a lot. It's an episode that fools me. I have so much fun at the movies and I've got to say, like, there's some excellent movie sign gags there. Yeah. Like, I love how in one corner there's a very Matrix Christmas yes. and it's the Matrix, Charlie Brown. Yeah. <laughs> so good. And yeah, I've probably seen this like five times and then switched it off. Mm. <laughs> I can see that. Like, it yeah. really does take a dive. Yeah. It's all 
pretty solid until Artie yeah. Ziff starts sucking moisture from the rafters. <laughs> and then it just tanks. Let's get into the wackiness. What are the cartoony elements that stood out to you guys? Uh, there's a great part when they're going up into the attic and Homer has a flashlight, but then sets on a light with, yeah. a, with a lighter and becomes a torch. Enjoyed that. I love Flanders taking the old people out to the ice cream place. Yeah? Celebrating Jess's birthday. I thought that was really fun. And Abe's like, ow, this ice cream's too cold. Ah, <laughs> I cut myself on the cone. Yeah. I thought that was pretty wacky and enjoyable. Yeah, I liked that. What do you guys reckon about the hip-hop birthday MC? And I can't... Again, mixed. I like the idea that it's such an extreme place that there's no, like... They, and they're oblivious to the old people not liking it. Yeah. They have, you know, machine guns full of confetti. I feel like it definitely it ruined it. I was really enjoying yeah. the setup of them at the ice cream place, and I was like, I love how much they're hating it. Yep. Yeah. And then Jasper's there, like, for his birthday, having a bad time, looking very <laughs> and uncomfortable. His, and his beard's braided. Yes! So funny. It looks so cute. I want to do that. And then the, <laughs> the ice cream thing went a little bit too far. Yeah, I think I leave it as a wrap. Because that would be enough, like a really cheesy rap. I just um, think that would have been funny. They could have just cut it there where yeah. we're, we're celebrating Jess's birthday and Jess is like there having a bad time with his beard braided. Like <laughs> yeah. that would have been enough for me. I would have been very satisfied with that. Yeah. And it's a convenient enough reason for Rod and Todd to be going to the movies with the rest of the kids, but. Also, that doesn't come back. Yeah, actually, I was thinking that. That just yeah. got dropped. That was odd. Though I do like when they're like, Homer's thinking of taking them to teen sex romp or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's banned by our church viewing calendar, and it's yeah. just got, what would Jesus view? Yeah. Like, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, other wacky moments? Lenny got the role in the redending because the director saw his photo in a book of medical oddities. Classic Hollywood story. <laughs> love it. <laughs> and I love Carl. I went to visit him on set and got banned. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I also do like the line of when they find out he's if I was like, I thought we killed him. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Artie Ziff had a repo van business. I kind yeah. of like the visual of the repo van repossessing the repo vans. Yeah, yep. mm. The repo van babushka doll thing happening yep. right there. And quite a good wacky moment where they walk into Moe's and everyone voiced by um, Guy is there. John Lovitz. <laughs> oh, the guest star for this episode. Yeah, yeah. So we saw like Llewellyn and yep. the guy from the Shelbyville power plant. The critic. So yep, good. Jay Sherman. Yeah, yeah, I really liked that setup as well. I thought that was very funny. Losers. Yeah. I like as well, Artie. He's like... I would stop, but I love the sound of my own voice. Mm. There was a weird bit, though, the setup for that him going to the bar and seeing all of his previous Simpsons voices. Oh, God, again with the suicide. Yes. Jeez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, accidental suicide playlist. Yeah, so Marge goes to Bart, I thought you were playing catch with Artie. <laughs> and then he goes, yeah, but once the ice cream man cut up his credit card. Okay, Wait, what? That's not catch. Uh, they were playing catch. The ice cream van drove by. He was like, I'll buy you kids some ice cream. But why didn't Marge go? I thought you and Artie were going to get ice cream. Because they didn't think. That's not good plotting. Mm. And anyway, and then, oh, he took it a little hard. And then Artie's just, yeah, hanging out in the kitchen. Yeah, like I thought they would cut to like a Snoopy thing. He's sleeping on the doghouse looking depressed or something. <laughs> but not suicide. No. Uh, it's 
Not good. So, how about the... Uh, oh, Sorry. is there any other wackiness? Oh, yeah. That's not how law works. Oh, <laughs> If you're oh, the majority yeah. shareholder of someone else who has committed a crime, you don't inherit their crime. No. Mm. And it's also not how the Fifth Amendment works when the blue-haired lawyers, like, plead the Fifth. The Fifth is when you don't testify because on the grounds that it may incriminate you, Homer has done nothing wrong. He yeah. can't. <laughs> Get your shit together, blue-haired lawyer. (laughs) Get a name. Other wackiness, can yodeling cure cancer? (laughs) Of course not. (laughs) And also when they're spelunking, (laughs) we're under the belief that he's hiding out in a cave somewhere. Yeah. Some good spelunking, Lou. Mighty (laughs) fine spelunking. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to see Chief Wiggum being encouraging rather than a jilted lover. Like, Yeah. 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 Do have another bit of wackiness. And this is the wackiness I complained about when you told me yesterday what episode we were doing. So Artie's playing poker with the guys. He's like, don't know why I'm losing. Perhaps I have some tell. And oh, he just yeah. jumps on the table and is like, a wooga. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Get it, baby. And what it should have been, and what I don't understand why it isn't, is that he holds his cards up and there's a reflection in his glasses of what his cards are. That makes sense and isn't stupid. Yeah. I can't emote properly for this point. <laughs> And also, Artie's, if this was his plan from the outset, it's a fucking bad plan. It is. Because he said he was doing so badly on the poker game that whole night, and the first good hand he gets, at, like, it's a, a flush is a very, very good hand. Yep. You would be dumb to predict that Homer would have four jacks in that. Yep. And really bugs me. <laughs> like <laughs> the plan was dumb. There was so much like circumstance yeah. that could have gone wrong. Yeah, his plan to lose, he shouldn't have lost, statistically speaking. And yet it happened just before the SEC broke down the door. Yeah, that was so dumb yeah. as well. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> and there was no contract, so therefore Homer wasn't like still legally the, sh- the shareholder. Mm. He's just holding him a piece of paper. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. How about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel any bumps? No. I felt nothing. Was I meant to? Were there moments I was meant to? Uh, It was a very gag-heavy episode, this one. Mm. Uh, Gag. So uh, no one can tell that I'm doing... I can't even even put inflection on my quotation mark voice. (sighs) There were gags. (laughs) I mean, there's a little bit of a heart between Selma and Artie. No, there Uh. isn't. That's not what (laughs) love looks like, Elliot. (laughs) She even goes out of her way to say how he won't break her heart. Yeah. She's, he disgusts her a little, yeah. Yeah. That, I was disgusted, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, did they even go for heart in this episode or no, emotional again, core? They could have. When I said earlier that maybe Marge appeals to him, Artie, if you ever really cared for me, you'll get my husband out of prison. Mm. They don't. It's just Bone and Selma. What about um when they go to visit him in jail and they bring up the Daddy in Jail pop-up book? Oh, yeah. Maggie has a lot of heart for seeing <laughs> her daddy like, on fire. <laughs> daddy's on fire. Daddy's not on fire. <laughs> I actually quite liked that book. Yeah. Daddy's yeah. made a shiv. Can you help him ice Johnny? <laughs> the jailhouse snitch. Yeah. yeah. And again, a kid doesn't know what's going on, so she's just like, yay. It looked like a good pop-up yeah. book. Yeah, quite, very uh, detailed. I, I even like how Lisa like starts off enthusiastic and then she's like, <laughs> <laughs> But no, Maggie was into it and Marge <laughs> fine, daddy's on fire. Ha <laughs> yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good Maggie in this episode. So ultimately, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? It felt like Artie's wacky ride. Mm. That was about it. I will say to its credit, though, I'm, I don't have a lot of problem with the character integrity, really. Yeah, I agree. I feel like it was quite... I, if anything, they just sort of amped up Artie's 
yeah. dickiness more. Yeah, I will say his voice work was inconsistent, but yeah. Was... Yeah, mm. but I mean, I think all the characters are, are operating as themselves. It's just, you know, Homer would get duped into a thing, even though legally that makes no sense. Mm. Yeah. And I do like Homer when the kids are all scared. He's like, but it's just a movie. He doesn't get it. And I like that, the way they present that. Yeah. It's not, ah, yeah. oh, you kids have got to get tougher. You're going to have to watch this scare. No, it's just mm. like, what are you talking about? It's a silly movie. I liked as well how Marge was like, Homer, that was a rare lapse in judgment. No, yeah. that to me, yeah, that ties into Marge sort of mentally sweeping things under the rug all the time. Yeah, yeah. The integrity is a weird one because I've even the plotting and the pacing, like you said, Maddie, Maggie. That's fucking. I did it again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot's not on fire. How has this not happened before? Well, that's what I'm wondering. It's. I guess it, there's been a lot of Maggie around. So yeah, I it's don't been, know. So anyway, Barty Calloway. Uh, <laughs> what was I actually saying? <laughs> I don't remember. Integrity. Oh yeah, the, that's right. The story did have a flow to it. There was. A beginning, middle, and end, and mm. and even the first act, which usually is irrelevant, and you know it can and can't work, but yeah. this one at least tied into why they discover Artie in the yep. attic. And even though there is still a disconnect, we don't really go back to the kids' fear. But anyway, I quite liked that scene when they're in the attic, and she's like, "Bart, what do you think?" And he's like, "I think you're on your own toots," <laughs> and just leaves her. And then she's doing, "Mom, I love you, Bart. I'll see you in hell, <laughs> yeah. you booger eating horse." <laughs> That's so right, we good. all know. So vengeful. I loved yeah. that, like, sibling rivalry to the end. Yep. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> See you <laughs> in hell. And, yeah, then they do the Blair Witch parody there as well. Yep. Mm. Man, that girl who starred in the Blair Witch, I think that is the world's most famous booger. Yeah, it's a lot of mucus <laughs> at that point. Yeah. That's I'm... coming from someone broadcasting with mucus. <laughs> we, uh, you're just all about the mucus today, aren't you? I don't have a choice. Mm. May as well lean into it. <laughs> Embrace it. <laughs> Ew. So, yes or no, would we watch this one again? You know what? I think just an overall statement. After watching that last episode that was so dry on jokes, yeah. I feel like I was really like ready for this episode. So maybe, mm. you know, I'm kind of misjudging it a little bit because, you know, I'm looking at it on paper and I'm like, hmm, it wasn't that good. But just compared to the last one, in comparison to the last one, I would probably watch this again because at least I actually laughed a few times. Yeah. No, but, there um, were some good gags. And, mm. you know, I, I mean, if you liked it, it's cool. Like, we love discourse on this. Like, did <laughs> I like it, though? That's the thing. Or did I just really not enjoy the last one? <laughs> you, yeah, mm. this is definitely a market improvement from the other yeah, one. Yeah. How yeah. about you, VT? I would definitely watch the opening again. All right. So uh, yeah. whether I stick around depends what's going on. Yeah, I agree with that. Probably yeah. turn it off halfway. Yeah, but I love the re-editing. It's, mm. I, yeah. Well, I mean, we might as well ask, uh, ask the playlist question. If you watch this episode in context of playlist, what playlist would this well, go in? Classic Simpsons horror movies. So put this with The Bloodening <laughs> yes. and Space Mutant 7. Yeah. <laughs> Space Mutants 1 through 7. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, the Artie Ziff trilogy of episodes, as it were. Yeah. I think you could even do a John Lovitz yeah. playlist. I would enjoy seeing that. Yeah, that's right. I'm just, yeah, he's played five characters on The Simpsons that's now. Crazy. Mm. More so in the 90s. They didn't bring him back much after this. And yeah, I'm pretty sure this is the last Artie Ziff-focused episode. Well, we have to assume he's dead now. I know. I actually <laughs> thought that was quite a funny ending with his like, ooh, we'll get rid of that. Skirt, 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 skirt. Mm. Space the cigarettes. Yeah. So I was kind of like, <laughs> that's right. Everybody circle round. Ooh, I'm gonna need more water. I love his well. He's just na naivety. Yep. Naivety. 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 Nativity. 
It's they have them at Christmas. Here's <laughs> Nutella. <laughs> BT, what would you change? I'd remove Artie Ziff and just make it all the redeadening. No, um, <laughs> make Artie not an obnoxious dillweed. Well, he's supposed to be, but make that the point instead of making him obnoxious. Yeah. Make Homer taking over the company. Maybe he tries to then salvage the company instead of going into prison, mm. you know? He knows nothing about business, but he owns it now. Mm. It's just, the prison thing didn't do anything for me at all. Artie's arc afterwards made no sense. It did nothing. So go with something else entirely. Yeah. I think maybe, yeah, give Artie some purpose in this, actually, because he just... I feel like his entire point of how he ended up in The Simpsons was very, like, in their house at all. Yeah. Made no sense. And I actually really liked Marge's line when Artie's like, yes, you're the only woman that I've ever loved. And she's like, we had one date. Yeah. <laughs> so good. No, uh, and so it's true. a solid point. Yep. Like, uh, that's why she says later, you know, well, you know why no one likes you? He's yeah. Only think about it. It's like, oh, but then it led to that fantasy of the can-canner. Yeah. yeah, that was Ugh. weird. So, yeah, anything else you'd like to change? No, 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 just repurpose Artie. Again, I agree. I would really like to see the Red Dead thing expanded. I would have loved to see Lenny yep. on set. I loved Lenny's bad acting yeah. Yeah. in that. I thought it was so good. Gets tackled as, oh, no, and now the prophecy is fulfilled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what I'd change, I actually don't mind the idea of them finding Artie in the roof. And I just think it could have happened in halfway through the second act and it being more of a get Artie out of this house sort of story. Sure. Mm, like, that would have worked better. I don't know. There's just something about the kids like accepting him, even though I thought it was cute and led to some good material in this episode. Just it also they didn't do enough with that either for it to be a point. They just mm-hmm. kind of blitz through a bunch yeah. of these plot things and yeah. like Marge has owes this guy absolutely nothing. Less than nothing. And another big sticking point for me of this episode is how her family kind of ignore her desire not to want to be around this guy. Yeah, true. Even Patty and Selma, the way they completely like bypass Marge being he's a creep. Yeah, Yeah. they've not forgotten who he is. They know. And then they're just like, oh, you tried to fondle our sister once. How about you go back to my place? So bizarre. Mm, Such a bizarre shift, I think. And uh, family loyalty is very... And also the fact that Patty and Summer are like, oh, you sent Homer to jail? How would they not have known? Wouldn't they have been there for their sister when she's like, hmm, my husband's going to jail? Yeah, if it wasn't already all over the news and all over town, then yeah, certainly the siblings of the... (laughs) Yeah, they're all just like, call us when an eligible bachelor fondles you. Jeez. But Patty and fucking Moe's banter in the bar. That was awful. Yes. Also, I would like to find out how many years between Artie losing all his money and the... Episode where he tries to buy Marge for two yeah. million dollars. It's a good question. And he, he's like, "Oh, I lost my money in when?" Yeah, in the nineties. In less than t- unless this is actually lining up, I'll be very amazed. Yeah, so that was in season thirteen, so two years prior to this episode. Oh, two years prior to this. And, and what year? 2002. It's a bit of a wibbly-wobbly timeline Mm. here, but yeah, I'm totally with you that that he made a point that he lost his money in the 90s didn't really make sense. No. Just to reference Janine Garofalo and Scotty Pippen. Mm. And Mumbo number five. Mm. Yeah, and Mumbo number five, I just wanted to bring this up quickly because this is a really funny thing that me and uh, Nick from Pods in the Key of Springfield did last year. We're on Twitter and we're using Spotify play counts to work out 
So one hit wonders, much like Lou Bega, who did Mumbo Number no. Five. What's their ratio of play count of their one hit, their one hit wonder song, and then their next best single? <laughs> and Lou Bega won this contest over like Aha's Take on Me and Total Eclipse of the Heart and a bunch of other one hit wonders. He won with a ratio of 65 to 1. Wow. <laughs> yeah, from his one hit wonder to his next best song. See, something like Total Eclipse, I'm under the impression that she had other hits we just don't really know. They weren't as big. Yeah, that's right. Because she had, wasn't Bonnie Tyler also did I Need a Hero? Was that someone else? I need a hero. A lot of those 80s songs where you go, oh, they're total one hit ones. Oh, no, they had a career. Yeah, you just you've only had the classic here. BT, any other notes? Uh, once again, the Simpsons have mashed potato volcanoes, uh, and they look really good. Oh, I still need to make me some of those. Yeah, they look delicious. And my last gripe is Marge is all like throwing Artie out of the house, but she's throwing his clothes out of their bedroom window. Why is Artie's stuff in her bedroom? And why does he have so much stuff? He was okay. hiding in their attic. Well, yeah, because the attic doesn't have an exit point that yep. would lead out to the front of the house. So maybe her room's just the next convenient place near the... No, the uh, attic door is in the hallway. Yeah, so she'd still have to like walk it down and into her bedroom to throw it out the front of the house. Throw it down the stairs, mm. set it on fire. <laughs> Not in the house. You don't tell me what to do. <laughs> Wait, you're my landlord. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you where and when you can set fires. <laughs> Damn it. I mean, I get they're doing the uh, parallel to throwing the husband out, but it still was stupid, and I hated it. Yeah, well, and then it just led to another sad grandpa joke of, yeah, yeah can I come back? What do you think? She's the nice one. Yeah, that wasn't that funny. Maddie, any other notes? Yes, I had, honey, can daddy rest his soda on your head? <laughs> and then Bart said, terrified, and he's got the popcorn on him. Yeah. I liked that. I like this as well as, like, this is a movie that's even too hardcore for Bart. Like, yeah. yeah. At the end when Homer gets released and he's like, can I put this time towards a future <laughs> offense? He yes. goes, yes, you can either steal a car or kick me in the crotch. <laughs> no one ever picks the car. <laughs> it's so dumb, but it happens so quickly. I know. Yeah, I like that, the quick turnaround. They didn't yep. dwell. Yeah. All right, well, I guess it's time for my final notes. Theme music. <laughs> Insert theme music here. Their Palport parody of the Wild Thornberries was the Wild Dingleberries. Mm. Yep. <laughs> Did anyone catch any of the other movie parody posters? Diet Coke, the movie. <laughs> yep. I saw Eating Nemo. Yeah. Yeah, I'll put that one up on the social media feed. So at one point in the movie when Todd and Rod are scared... Homer goes, oh, don't worry, this isn't real. Although it was based on a true story, Homer wouldn't know. He just asked Lenny and Carl not to tell him anything more about the movie. I figured he was trying to freak them out because yeah. he has some of which took place in this theatre. It's taking place in an old Victorian mansion. It's yeah, I don't, I don't know, but Homer's like... Yeah, true. Homer's playing an absent-minded at, dick. Yeah, at this point he's playing the whole, it's just a movie, kids, what's the problem? Why yeah. are you scared? Mm, but then scares them. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I, I forgot I bought the soundtrack. <laughs> See, yeah. yeah, these are all like dickish behaviors, but they're all very inadvertent. Yeah. Like Marge accidentally made Bart scared as well. It's just, oh, you're not like burnout, and all we've got is these red bulbs. <laughs> oh, you know what I did like? Yeah. Artie's coughing noise that he does. <coughs> yeah. When was this? Sorry. Uh, it was playing in the attic when the kids first hear him, and oh, later on right. when he's coughing out yeah. the nut peanuts. And then, yeah. Oh. It's. <laughs> It's such a good 
Yeah. It's one of those, when you know what it is, it stops being scary. But when you don't know, when you first saw this, you're like, what the crap is that? Oh, but the fucking peanuts, man. Oh, it's yeah. so gross. That was gross. Oh, cross-series playlist. We can put it with that Seinfeld episode. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I ate a discarded seed. <laughs> uh, Homer's sexy Miranda writes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, that was funny. Yeah, you have the right to remain sexy. Anything you can touch may be held against you Why? in the court of sex. If you can't afford a sex tourney, one will be provided for I liked that Homer had a lollipop with Marge in bed. I was like, why does he... Sorry, did I miss something? Why does he have that? And then he just sticks it to the bedboard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> lollipop on Homer playlist, you yeah. know. <laughs> Tie this with, I like to keep a lollipop there. <laughs> uh, weird nonsense joke of, oh, look, I found an old Newsweek with an, uh, why America loves Saddam Hussein. Yeah. That was odd and dated. But something that will never date is when Homer says he shared the monkey peeing into his mouth video. Homer is right. That video did get America through some dark times. Yeah. And I did like the newspaper joke of, like, Homer goes to prison and local bully says, ha ha. Yeah. Not bad. It is time to rank this thing. Maddie's meant to kick it off this time, but she kicked it off last time, so I'm going to kick it off this time. I'm going to give it a participant. Like, if it was just the latter two-thirds of the episode, it would be a failure, but there was a lot of good stuff in the start, and there were some good jokes that, even going through my notes there, I was like, okay, yeah, there was more that I liked about this episode than I originally Mm. thought. BT. Yeah, the beginning's a decent bronze, but that only lasts for about... A third and the rest is participant. That averages out to a participant. Maddie, finish it off. See, this might just be, uh, you know, the hangover talking or this might be <laughs> the last episode still, you know, creeping in there and riling me up. But I think I'm going to go with a bronze. Yep. Uh, yeah. I thought it was yeah. just a little bit above me. Glad someone went a little bit higher because I would like this to stand slightly higher than most of the participants. Mm. Yeah. Well, and it does. Just for the re mm-hmm. <laughs> And it will be a shiny participant, which really does actually feel very right as an average score. It will be joining other such shiny participants as Today I Am a Clown with Krusty's Late in Life Bar Mitzvah. The other week we reviewed The Father, the Son and the Holy Guest Star with Jordan and Homer admitting that he's masturbated at least 8 billion times, which we worked out was like, what, 3,000 times per second? It was like 400 times a second, 300 yeah. times, 3,000 times a minute. Yeah. <laughs> He's a hummingbird is all we know. <laughs> also be joining the Scorpion's Tale with Werner Herzog and his wonder drug and the old people having their eyes pop out of their sockets. Yep. Yeah. And the Bob Next Door where Sideshow Bob does like a face-off sort of thing and you see his face come off. Pretty <laughs> gross. It is. And before we move on, is that reputation justified? Is that reputation justified? Yay! Copyright. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and what was with Lisa doing her copyright thing at the... Oh, yeah, her Pink Pony Productions. Oh, that's what she said. I think it was worth it just to see what Lisa would name her production company. That's cute. LisaTheMovie.com. I felt like if that joke had been done now, she'd be like, oh, like and subscribe and, you know, hit that notification bell and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. By the way, listener at home, please do those things. (laughs) (laughs) And the reputation justified. Robert Canning of IGN. Robert the Feather Touch Canning. Not that feathery this time. He gave this episode a 5.8. Which actually probably on IGN scale is about a shiny participant. I know, but for IGN? For IGN, yeah. That's brutal. 5.8. <laughs> Unfortunately, the Ziff who came to dinner fails to match the previous arty episode's quality in both story and humour. Agreed. Yeah, that's simple. 
Yep. All right, guys. It's time <laughs> to earn a classic episode. Now, I'm going to have a lot of trouble pronouncing this episode's title because I don't speak German, but we are going to watch Burns Verkaufen the Kraftwerk. Does this one uh, ring any bells? <gasps> Is this a chocolate episode? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Drop the little hint at the accidental Ooh, theme there. Yes. yes. We are going to the land of chocolate. Oi. All right, and we are back, and we just watched our classic episode for the evening. This was Season 3, Episode 11, for fans of 311 out there, Burns Verkaufen der Kraftwerk. And apparently in English it loosely translates into Burn Sells the Plant. First released in December of 1991, it was directed by Mark Kirtland, written by John Vitti. In this episode, it's the one where Burns Verkaufen der Kraftwerk, which loosely translates into Burn Sells the Plant. Guys, what'd you think? <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Loved it. There's a lot of fun this episode. Yeah. Good. I had such a nice round episode. Yeah. Round. So yes. nice and neat. It, it, it is wrapped up in a nicely neat little package. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I mean, it's a charming story throughout. And it's one of these ones where it's actually not like a solid A plot, but there's like little branching elements mm. to it. Yeah. BT, for better or worse, what's a moment from this episode that stands out to you? Now, this one is really peppered full of little references to history and things that... You don't realise as a young child watching this quietly on the on the carpet. Yeah. You have to wait until you're an adult who has gone through history class and knows some things. So it was 1991, you said? 1991. Yeah, because I was curious. Good cause... year for palindromes. Yes. <laughs> madam, I'm Adam. No, because I was wondering, cause he says, oh, well, I'm from West Berlin and he's from East Berlin. And I'm like, wait a second. I know, I thought there was something <laughs> going to be there. And then they're like, and now yeah. we have a big factory. But no, <laughs> the wall came down in 89, and I don't think I'd fully dissolved East and West Germany yet, so that checks out. Yeah. But, I mean, there's other things. Smithers Come Here, I Need You is a reference to Alexander Graham Bell's first message across the uh, very first telephone. Oh, really? M- Mr. Watson Come Here, I Need You. Huh. Ich bin ein Springfield is a reference to the John F. Kennedy mm. speech where he says, Ich bin ein Berliner, and people think he's saying a donut. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because Quimby is loosely based say- on... Yeah. Kennedy it's, as well. It's just full of those little bits. You're like, I didn't get all of these before, but how good of you to be scholarly there, Simpsons. Yeah, and like Smithers as well, when he's like studying up on German, yes. like I never, I don't think I noticed before tonight that the book he has is sycophantic German. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. that's great. How about you, Maddie? What's an episode from this episode that stands out for you, you for episode? <laughs> What's a moment from this episode that stands out to you for better or worse? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Something that really stood out for me for this episode is just Mr. Burns's dialogue. It's mm. so, he really brought his A game. And I, I feel like, you know, sometimes Mr. Burns kind of gets a bit lost in just his, like, I don't know, one-liner kind of evilness. and yeah. But now he had some really good um, hearty, hearty dialogue. Yeah. yeah. We saw a different side to Burns in this episode. Yeah, that opening was beautiful. Smith is scrubbing his scalp. It says, mild enough to use every day. And he's like, oh. No uh, more tears. Yeah, <laughs> like, specifically said no more something tears. Something far deeper than any promise any shampoo could possibly make. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I love as well, perhaps you'd be more comfortable talking to Snappy the alligator. Yes. Amazing. What? <laughs> so good. That is the kind of cartoon wackiness that I signed up for. 
Yeah. And I would like Delivered. But I like it as a coping mechanism for birds that you can see that there's probably been a lot of therapy sessions with Snappy the alligator. <laughs> and I it like, works. Yeah. I love as well how um, when he walks out of that, like, you know, hair washing session, he's yeah. got the little towel wrapped around his head <laughs> yeah. and it's not even covering any of his hair. It's just on its, like, bald head. Oh, right. It's yeah, so funny. He's got the horseshoe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yep. it's just such a good little visual. And then yeah. Homer's back and forth with Smithers oh. about, you know, oh, it's just not fair. And he's talking about candy and uh, he's like, I know. Poor Mr. Burns. Which is a point made later in the episode. It was a great gag on its own, yep. and they made it relevant later. Oh, mm-hmm. so good. And I'm going to say the moment of the story that stands out to me is when everybody gets all of a sudden rich from $5,200, <laughs> presuming. Oh, yeah. yeah. Was $5,200 a lot of money back then? Apparently, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, regardless, I loved all the gags with, yeah, everybody's new cars yeah. and all the license plates. And yeah. Lenny with his plastic surgery. Oh, so good. Lenny's plastic surgery is so good. It's, Every, it's... All those worried faces. <laughs> Except for Lenny, he looks great. <laughs> this is the worst day of my life. Started with an eye tuck, but the stock kept growing up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and even like Bart and Homer's like little fantasy moments with what to do with yeah. the money. I thought like Homer's were all very much, yeah, that could be achieved with $25. <laughs> I love how bland they were. Like that's a kind of fantasy bubble kind of montage that I love and I think works really well yeah. in comparison to the first episode when they kept doing the fantasy montage yeah. bubbles, which totally were just not even grounded mm. in relation to anything, you yeah. know? And I love how realistic this is what my dad would dream about. Ooh, <laughs> I can get my car washed full Ooh, wax. A nice mm. hammer, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is that, a McLechlin? Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, by comparison, Bart's fantasies, which... Yeah, a very Bart fantasy-like. Monster trucks and sky riding in the jetpack. <laughs> yeah. So, play count. How many times before tonight have you seen this episode? Eins, fine, drein, many. Yeah, several many. Several manys. Mm. Just had to win. <laughs> well, I was... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm going to do you one better, like, because this was... I remember one of the first ones that we taped off TV, and, like, I can almost still see, like, the Channel 10 watermark in it. it. And especially some of the moments that were cut from this episode, because there were two. There was the Itchy and Scratchy episode. That was definitely yeah. cut for broadcast. Mm, that was actually brutal the yeah. nail through the head i was like oh <laughs> rough yeah and oh you just see it coming out the backboard and yeah. then fucking psychotic itchy just hanging your picture yeah <laughs> that's all it is pure and bloody simple and the other censored moment which was homer digging at the toaster with a fork yeah. oh, that was good <laughs> lousy yeah. germans oh who were they to tell me i'm not safe yep. yeah <laughs> Yeah, hmm, look at the power cord. And of course, there's, yeah, adapters on adapters on adapters. Yeah, nothing wrong there. <laughs> Do you remember when Channel 10 did bring in the watermark for the first time? It's like, we have three and a half channels in this country. We know which one we're watching. <laughs> you don't need to watermark it. Yeah. <laughs> three and a half. <laughs> yeah, SBS was only half. Yeah. So how about the wackiness of this episode? What are some wacky things that stood out to you guys? The land of chocolate. Yes. Fuck. I don't even have to go into it. It's, it's just, yeah. it's so iconic. Everyone has the theme music in their head right now. Oh, that's so lovely. <gasps> and, oh, okay. Something that's always like, I know this is the joke, but Homer's, yeah, walking around freely eating chocolate yeah. everywhere and then freaks out because there's a chocolate store of price. chocolate having mm. half price sale. It's just, it's the 
best icing on the chocolate cake. Uh, hey. But like, you know what I love about that is when it goes back to reality. Yeah. And he's like, what were we, we were talking about chocolate? And he actually gets so mad. He's like, that was 10 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Well, not only that, he's just quietly just. Da, 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 ba, 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 ba. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I, I always wonder if he like has been keeping up some sort of conversation this whole time. Because 10 minutes is a long time just to look at someone. and uh, they, <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah. But yeah, he's sort of been on autopilot. Yeah. And there was a cut joke from this as well. Oh, really? So at one point, there's a sign that says Fudge Town. In the animatic, it was Hershey Highway, uh. which, yeah, I never knew this before today. What? <laughs> that it's a, 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 a um, euphemism. Euphemism for the butt. Oh, okay. I just, all right. <laughs> yeah. And apparently the censors knew that and they cut it out and it was just Fudge Town. Damn I thought those. you were going to say it was just, you know, they didn't want to worry about the copyright. No. Yeah. Hershey's, all right. Yeah. Anyway, so that was fun. But yeah, Land of Chocolate. Oh my God, that poor dog. <laughs> I'm worrying about sentience in the Land of Chocolate. I thought you were going to say the poor cat because afterwards it flushes to the carrot cat food, which is 88% ash. Oh. So good. 12% carrots, 88% ash. <laughs> carrot cat food. <laughs> oh, that poor cat. And then it's eating like Bart's breakfast or something and then Marge takes it off the table. Like there's just a lot of these like classic Simpsons little background touches. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like when Marge walks in with her hair split down the middle and goes <laughs> But I love how genuine Marge is when she's like, Lisa did a wonderful job with my yeah. hair. Yeah, Lisa, you don't want her to lie in these instances. See, I think that's <laughs> such beautiful mm. Marge behaviour where she is so like... It has the subtext of Lisa tried her hardest and I really uh... love it. Yeah. Oh, Lisa's going great here. She broke her jump rope, tied it back together. Made soup out of little soups. I know. Why are they keeping those little slivers? Uh, <laughs> economical, that's yeah. why. Yeah. Sorry, Elliot Fat Cat over there, throwing away his slivers <laughs> his of soaps. Mi- oh, I've washed myself with this soap once. Oh. Bring yeah. another. <laughs> I just take my baths in soaps. <laughs> Poured over with fresh mountain water. Mm. Perrier. <laughs> Dom Perrier. Uh, any other wacky moments? I really like Burns' beekeeping. In fact, all the activities he's doing when he's retired. <laughs> you know what the best part about that montage of his retiredness mm. is when he's like, what are you going to do? And he's like, maybe do boxing, maybe do beekeeping. Yeah. And yeah. he does all those things. Yeah, yep, that's I right. I really appreciate <laughs> that. You're going down, my friend. Yes, sir, Mr. Burns. <laughs> yeah. And even even the stuff in passing is like, well, you know, my folk guitar lesson got cancelled tonight. Would you like to go grab a drink? Why is he like folk I know, it's, it's, it's just trying everything. <laughs> Even blue-coloured bars. <laughs> Smithers, let's go slumming. I will say I really love the whole atmosphere of Moe's Tavern in this episode. When Bar comes yes. in, it feels almost like a much more warm, friendly place than the hideous dive it's become. I love the song Bart sings them. Mm. The teddy bear picnic. It's so it, funny. It's so wholesome, that scene it's as well. It's so public yeah. domain. <laughs> yeah, but like, I like how Moe's just got this little side to him because, yeah, of course, he met Bart when he was a baby and probably yeah. hadn't seen him in years. And, and that misdirective, wait a minute, I know that voice. Yeah. Why, if it's not little Bart Simpson, and I love that Bart rubs it that in that little bit extra of, yeah. well, I make some prank phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> He's totally pushing it, and Moe like, still doesn't get it. I love that. Yeah. yeah, behind the scenes as well, this was the episode where the Simpsons writers decided to effectively put a stop to the Bart prank phone calls. Oh, really? Because, in their defence, they couldn't make up any prank phone calls that weren't hideously dirty. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. They, did, they had a good run. Yeah. 
BO problem was a good way to walk away. Yeah, yeah. Any other wackiness? I mean, I suppose like, everything wrong with the plant is a bit wacky. Octolipa, uh, raccoons! <laughs> all this dripping, glowing green yeah. slime everywhere. Mm. Oh, man, I love how the guy falls through the floor and he's just still casually eating, eating his donut. donut. Yeah. He's yeah. like, ooh, I'm down here now, I guess. <laughs> I like um, Homer... When he does try to keep his job yeah. before that, you know, the Germans walk in and he's like, hey, you, stop being so unsafe. <laughs> Schmitty, safe enough. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then, yeah, he's back and forth uh, with Horst. He's like, can we have a brief friendly chat? No. Oh, again, I have failed you. We requested a free exchange of ideas. <laughs> like, no. Uh, it's mm. so good. My English is how you say uh Inelegant. <laughs> <laughs> I really like as well when they're having that chat and he's like, do you have any ideas for the future? And he's like, um, well, maybe we could get the candy bar yeah. machine fixed. Or just before that, where it's like, you've been safety inspector for four years. What initiatives have you spearheaded? Um, all of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You can tell he can't quite get what they're asking yeah. him as yeah. well, and he's just faking it. Oh, mm. it is so We've good. all been there. We've all been there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I have my performance assessment tomorrow. Yeah. I'll be doing that. Fake it through the interview. Fake yeah. it till you make it. Exactly. <laughs> just don't get distracted thinking about the land of chocolate, man. So good. Land and even chocolate. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Ten minutes later. BT, get back here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so how about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel the bumps? I felt really bad for Homer. Yeah. <laughs> like, not just losing his job, but his stockbroker calls him. He doesn't even know he has stock, which they exchange in the return for waiving certain constitutional rights. Yeah. So he just sees this $25 windfall out of nowhere and has no idea what's going on. Yeah, it's sad. And then Marge is all like, we could have a savings account. We've never had one before. Yeah. Like, oh, dude. Yeah. That was heavy. I really like that exchange with the stockbroker. Just yeah. in general, he's like, ah, the book says we got to make some small talk before we get into it. Yeah, everyone alive. Yeah. <laughs> like any sports. Yeah. All right, we're friends now. We trust each other. Yeah. So this was the one guest star of this episode. Did you guys pick up who played this guy? Lou Reed. No. <laughs> that is just the most unlikely Simpsons guest actor, right. especially now. Meryl Streep. I'm watching you. If it helps you, he played, yeah, the stockbroker and he played Horst, the one that looks like Sergeant Schultz. Oh, right. I loved the, um, I loved that. Yeah. Perhaps I remind like, you of the lovable Sergeant Schultz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was Phil Hartman. What? Hey. Yeah, our old boy usually playing Troy McClure and Lionel Hutz. You remember him from such episodes. Anyway, yeah, yeah, he was playing Horst and the stockbroker in this episode. Mm. Well, he did a fabulous job. I didn't pick either of those. But yeah, yeah, the heart of Homer and the and the whole stock thing. Yeah. How heartbreaking. Mm. Yeah, poor guy. Just has no idea. Yeah. Oh, and then when Bart kicks his button and his head slams into the TV. <laughs> That's so good. Come on, everybody. Cheers you up. <laughs> I love as well this right before that, Patty and Selma are like, mm, Homer's probably spent it on some magic beans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they were kind of right. But yeah. oh, he was so proud of himself as well. Yeah. He was enjoying a nice, lovely, expensive beer. Yeah. And- it was all just like. Yeah, made a cool $25 playing the stock market. I yes. might do this for a living now. <laughs> I know, I'll be some financial stock guy. Yeah, it is some sort of rambling uh, stock market guy. Yeah. I might become a full-time stock market guy. <laughs> he doesn't know what any job title is. No. He's like, yeah. if I'm not a safety watchamacallit, then <laughs> I don't know what I am. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, and I love Marge in this episode as well. She's um, yeah. so endearing. And it would have been kind of a drag if she had stayed mad at him. Mm. Because, oh, yeah. You know, but I, I'm glad that it's not she's forgiving him for something stupid. Again, he just had no clue. Mm. So yeah, it's, not his, mean, it's not his fault. And I like that that's not a point because it would be really depressing. Yeah. No, and I mean, as a former stock trader myself, I can tell you that shit just happens on a dime, pardon the pun. Like, <laughs> yeah, it can change at any goddamn moment, and especially when a stock is accelerating, like, yeah, by 52% in one day, yeah. Yeah. a lot of people would be, yeah, selling out at, like, 10 or 12%, like, mm. and they should, like... Yeah, it makes sense at the time, and then later on, yeah. Yeah. Then you look like an idiot in retrospect. Mm. Yeah. And that's all the stock talk I'm going to give before I look like an idiot in retrospect. (laughs) (laughs) This has been Elliot's Stock Market Corner. Mm. Join us next week when we'll say stocks. What the hell? (laughs) Elliot's going to start his own uh, stock financial podcast Uh, after this. It's a spin-off. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, my main advice is go into the future, find out what stocks perform well, come back to the past. Mm. Yeah. Buy those stocks. But is that cost justified? (laughs) (laughs) Is that cost justified? Uh, (laughs) uh, Yes. So, yeah, yeah. Marge being supporting and just sort of going, you know, we've had money troubles before. We'll get through this one as well. And, yeah, making the financial sacrifices is great. Yeah, that beautiful optimism of we'll we'll pay the bills somehow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, because I think any negativity from her part or even the family in general would have just been too heavy. Yeah. And, I mean, she's showing concern as well, like, because she knows that Homer's just at the bar drinking and, wait, then sends Bart to go get him? I know, you've got to think about that. That <laughs> is an odd scenario to send your 10-year-old son to go pick up your well, drunken husband. In this run of The Simpsons, it's 91, and it's, like, a kind of a smaller town than what it becomes. So that wouldn't be unheard of in, like, if you could just walk down the street and do it. Yeah. Oh, it, it has been implied that Moses is within walking distance. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so ultimately, though, guys, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Absolutely. Very much so. Yeah, it does. I don't know where there could be a moment of character breaking integrity. I have a character moment, actually. Yeah? So, when Smithers goes to visit Burns while he's beekeeping. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. And he's like, I'm being stung. Can we go? Yeah. yeah, but of oh. course we all know Smithers yeah. is allergic, allergic to bees. To bees. Definitely as allergic. We later find out from twenty-two short films tangentially mm. related to Springfield. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, okay. I also really just want to say I really like the line when Burns is like, "See that queen over there? Her name is Smithers." <laughs> yeah, subtlety. Beautiful. Well, that's it, and I think that's what I liked about the Smithers Burns thing in this episode mm. because it was a lot more subtle. Yeah. Yeah, and it Agreed. was also establishing them as just being friends. It wasn't as much about servitude. Yeah, yeah. I liked that friendship yeah. that they had. I liked as well when he's like, Smithers, I'm giving you this photo of Elvis and I that you so admire. Yeah. And so this goes, he was always so good to his mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then Mr. Bird's doing his Elvis impression yeah. to Very amuse funny. Smithers. So, yeah, props to the voice actor on that one. Uh, That's going to be time to do a voice and then do a voice impersonating another voice. Yeah, doing Mr. Burns as his Elvis. Yeah. Mm. Or oh, hound dog. <laughs> There's so little to say about the integrity. Because like, especially it's a really early season episode. They're laying the groundwork in here, this one as well. Yeah. yeah. So, yes or no, would you watch this one again? For sure. 100%. Fuck yeah. Well, we're going to watch it again. We're going to watch it in playlist. What playlist do we watch this in? Mr. Burns. I that was... name again? <laughs> Mr. Burns. <laughs> yeah. Any kind of power plant, nuclear power plant episode, I'd watch that. Yeah. Maybe when Marge gets a job at the power plant. Yeah. 
Maybe uh, the chocolate factory candy. I, I feel like candy ones. Like, you know that one where... Bart visits... Uh, no, Bart doesn't visit the chocolate factory. Yeah. He was... Bart the murderer, I believe. Yeah, he forgot to bring his permission slip. Yeah. Everyone else got to go to the chocolate factory. He had to stay back and lick envelopes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Simpsons financial troubles as well. Yeah. I remember a one where Maggie's like wearing a, her baby suit and like just stretches out yeah, of it. Yeah, um, the one where Santa's little helper needs his stomach untwisted. <laughs> That's it. That's right. So, BT, what would you change? Oh, man. Um, I would make the land of chocolate real, and then I would bring me there, and I would live there. <laughs> as long as it's adjacent to the world of insulin. Yeah, no, I'll die. <laughs> but I'll die happy. <laughs> How about you, Maddie? Any changes you'd like to make? You know what? I just, I think it's so perfect, so round, so whole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even that, just the ending where Mr. Burns is like, rehire that chap who sassed me in the bar. And he's like, I keep my friends close and my enemies closer. Goes yeah. on the ranch with the... Sword of Damocles. Mm. Mm. What is that? Sorry. I did look this up once, so I can't remember where it comes from. So we'll say ancient Mesopotamia. Uh, <laughs> basically, some guy is hanging out with his friend who's the king and is like, must be good being a king. You got to these servants. And he's like, oh, yeah, you want to try it? He's like, yeah, cool. So he like comes back the next day, sits in his throne, gets fed by people and has wine brought to him. And then he looks up and there's a sword hanging by like a thread above his head. And he's like, what the hell is that doing? And he's oh, that's the metaphor, you see. I live every day in power, but at any moment someone could come in and try and kill me. And so that's the risk that I learned. That was his, one of their names was Tavocles. I don't remember which one. I think it was the friend who was just like, yeah, so you get what it's like. Any moment this could all be gone. Because when you have power, people want to take it. Still, bad place to to keep your sword. Oh, yes. But for metaphors, it's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, look, I I mean, to things that I could change about this episode, like, what would I be improving? (laughs) I will say it's one of those, I didn't laugh too much in this one. I think it's just because I've seen it so many times. Sure. But I can't fault the episode for that. But then again, some of the ones we've watched that are old, I still get just a bundle of laughs out Mm. of. So maybe some more jokes, but it feels less like a joke-heavy one and more just a really good plot-heavy one. I really like the ending where Homer makes fun of Burns in the bar. That's why he feels like he needs power in this community. That's why he takes his plant back. That's why he hires Homer back. Mm. It's all very fluid and it makes sense. And it's so good as well, like with the Germans being like, oh, this plant's going to cost another $100 million yeah, just to get we, it up to code, yeah. which is so, it's so true. It's yeah. so valid. It's so, you know. And it's what they'd established ever since they took over. Yeah. So it all fits together beautifully. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I agree with you on the whole law factor of it. And yeah, it's probably familiarity, but... And yeah, as far as changing things, like a lot of times we hit some problematic elements with old Simpsons episodes, and mm. I didn't think there was a lot of that in this one. Depends how you feel about Germans, I suppose. <laughs> was it that bad to them though? I don't think. I, I don't think know. it was pretty. I think it was pretty good in just well, the ending. Oh, the Germans are mad at me. I'm so scared, and I love their reaction. Of, I do love yeah. that. Please stop. <laughs> And you're pretending that you're scared oh, of no. us. Please stop. Germans. Oh, look at me. They're going to get me. Um, I will say, and it depends, because a certain problem with a certain character we have not discussed on this uh, show, the problem with Apu. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he wasn't in this episode, though. I know, but you still have someone who isn't German doing a German accent. And I would say that's not a problem for a reason that I haven't gone into, because we haven't covered that issue on this program. Yeah. But, because I think there is a difference, and that's complicated and takes a long time to talk about. You do raise a good point there, because, yeah, the title, I say loose translation because it isn't technically correct, Mm. 
so Phil Hartman was actually, because he can speak a little bit of German, oh, yeah. he was a consultant on this episode. And apparently the accent work of the two guys that were in the bar from East and West Germany, they were apparently, like, affecting correct accents for those two parts and dialects. And, yeah. Yep. We do see this early in The Simpsons where they do sometimes make this sort of an effort, like when yeah, like, they went to the karaoke bar or... Yeah, we found out Apu was actually speaking Urdu. In uh, the, I mean, looser, but I mean, considering that no one is going to know if you're faking it. It was the, also in the it's same. It's the diehard ep- paradox. Yeah, but it was also <laughs> in the same episode where later, yeah, it turns out he was just singing nonsense with yeah, Sanjay. Yeah. With, but I mean, it's still the point of no one is going to know if you don't do it. So the fact that you did is impressive. Yeah. Yeah, even if it's not consistent throughout the episode. Yeah, and you know, maybe Lenny's line of, uh, you know, they made some mistakes in the past, but. <laughs> I mean, quite frankly, that's the that's feeling towards it in general. Hey, yeah. that's why pencils have erasers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> BT, any other notes? I don't think so. Let me have a quick look. But I think All right, we'll start things. with you then, Maddie. Any other notes? Does your money chew you up when you're feeling blue? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, I love that it's got the do-do-do. And yeah. then because, oh, yes. Well, let me ask you this. <laughs> and then the music starts back up. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it's such a good mislead. Like I said, I just love Burns in this episode. It does so good. Also, when they're all going around saying, they can't fire me because, you know, I know how to do this and that. And yeah. then they go to home. They can't fire me. Why not? Because. I... <laughs> oh, poor Homer. Yeah. So sad. <laughs> He's been coasting for so long now. Yeah. That's yeah. just caught just up. flies under the radar. And that's the thing. And yeah. the, the Germans are not having a bar of it. Nope. Man, I just only realised how well that ties into the whole theme mm-hmm. of the episode is because the only reason the plant was running because the safety was overlooked mm-hmm. and it was probably only being able to run at a profit because Homer was overlooking the safety. So in reality, Homer does a great job. Mm-hmm. For Mr. Burns. For Mr. Yeah. Burns. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> he does say, get my office back to it. I will cancel all repairs. Yeah. <laughs> and even the fact that Homer, oh my gosh, I love as well in the bar where he's like, oh, Mr. Burns wouldn't sell for... He'd only sell for $100 million after Smithers had said to him in the scene before, Mr. Burns wouldn't even sell the plant for $100 million. And then I love that the Germans just have a suitcase and they're like, yep, yep, yep. Oh, that'll (laughs) be enough as well. We'll have enough left over to buy the Cleveland Browns. Like, so how how much are they carrying around in their suitcase to some grungy (laughs) dive bar in a foreign country? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, $100 million and whatever the Cleveland Browns are worth in 91. Love it. 500,000. (laughs) <laughs> assumingly I also like Homer he goes I'm not your buddy you greedy old reptile oh, <laughs> like ooh. so good yeah. years of resentment coming uh, out in yeah. one and Burns' whole oh watch me blend in let's have some cheap domestic beer for me and my mm, buddy here the mirthless laughter of the damned yeah. <laughs> actually we did have a musical moment we overlooked which was na 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 way Good episode. (laughs) But I don't know what that's from. The song is called Na Na Hey Hey Kiss Em Goodbye by the band Steam. Oh, and Bart in that scene as well. Hey, Mr. Burns, did you get that letter I sent you? I don't recall any letter. I forgot to stamp it. Yeah. <laughs> I like as well. He's like, that wasn't, what does he say? That Smithers wasn't my out of here. That was no accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is another one where Simpsons provided ammunition for the schoolyard. <laughs> Everyone the next day knew yeah, that one. So many stomped feet. <laughs> 
Oh, man. And I was thinking back at the Laura episode where she, yeah. she does the telling the fortune in the palm and spinning the hand. Ah, yeah, okay. and the Hertz donut. Mm. Oh, so good. Wet Willie and Simpsons. Thank you. Thank you for all the schoolyard torment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we had fun. All right, it's time for my final notes. Again, on Snappy the Alligator, I love Smithers' puppet work, how he's making it like do active listening and mm. is like, nodding along. Yeah, and they both get the shocked expression at the same time. <laughs> yeah, but Snappy's is like, just delayed by like, half a second. He's like, oh, I'll wait the puppet. <laughs> so good. I like in the bar as well with the Germans who are like, oh, no, thank you. Your beer is a swill to us. Uh, how, how do you say? Only a swine would drink it? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's true, though. German beer is, oh. It's good. Das is good, yeah. <laughs> I like Mr. Burns' line, the Statue of Liberty will wear lederhosen before I sell the plant to them. They're as American as apple pie. Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably uh, it has more origins in Germany, right? Strudel in that country, pie in this one. Yeah, that's right. Or that one. <laughs> what do you reckon? Strudel versus pie? I would go pie over strudel. Yeah? Yeah, because, you know, with pie, the crust, when it's, like, nice yeah. and soft. Yeah. Whereas, like, strudel's more of a, you know, more of a crusty, flaky pastry, I yeah, would say. All round. It gets yeah, it's an all-round flaky pastry. Yep. Mm. Yeah, I think a pie's more dense as well. Yeah, mm. pie and a coffee mm. is good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. We got to the bottom of that one. Yeah. Um, Lisa didn't have much in this episode, but I did like how Homer came to her for yeah. advice. And Tell me everything you know about Germany. It's a country in Europe. Good, good. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and just like really sinking the nail into him. It's like, because they're economic and they've got a strong work ethic and <laughs> just yeah. launches Homer into his depression. Yeah. Uh, which he tries to cure by playing a Battlestar Galactica puzzle. I know, yeah. the puzzle. I love he's just like just hitting the two pieces together and then just passes out. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. It reminds me of the other episode where they're doing a puzzle and uh, Marge is like, Homer, no scissors. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the pros do it. Oh, I love in the bar as well with Smithers. And he goes, oh, he used to work in Sector Seven Group. I mean, Sector 7G. Yeah. Yeah. I never got that as a kid. That's great. All right, it's time to rank this thing. And BT's turn to kick it off this time. For all reasons that are wonderful, I'm going to gold. Just shy of a cubic because it just doesn't have that extra drive of perfection that when you watch it, you're like, I can't believe how good this is. It's still a really solid episode all around. A little light on jokes, but it's, the momentum of the story is great. And the way it comes around in the end is great. And Mr. Burns is the best character of this show as the, you know, sixth member of the family. Sure. Maddie. I completely agree. I'm going to go for gold for this one as well. I love it. It's such a great episode, but it just doesn't go into cubic territory for me. I think, you know, probably because it is a little bit lighter on the jokes than other previous cubic episodes. Mm. You know what I think it is? Maybe the lack of like beautiful, wholesome heart mm. that really comes through. And I think we really like know and love of The Simpsons. Yeah. Don't um, want to hug it. Yeah. You want to smile at nah, it. No, it's a beautiful episode. So nice. So round. It's round. And not cubic. Therefore, I'm going for gold. Oh. Get it? <laughs> All right. Oh, I was surprised. Yeah, I'm going to give this one a cubic. I, I do agree. Like, it is light on the jokes, but, oh, man, I wish I could watch it with fresh eyes, you know? Yeah, but, for the first time and feel the drama a bit more. Yeah, I don't know. This one is, man, it's like apple strudel. It's just like a really nice dessert for me. I think this is a perfect thing to finish our three-course Yeah, it's strudel, on. but not pie. <laughs> 
we've had this discussion. True. Uh, well, one man strudel is another Check pie. I and guess. mate. Yeah, and I can't like exactly quantify like why it's pushing it over the edge for me because like you guys make some good points, but I think the story's just really solid in yeah. this one, and I think it's a unique dynamic that we didn't get that often in the series run. All right, so averaging out, this will equal a shiny gold. This will be joining another season three episode. Oh, Dog of Death. We mentioned that before. Yeah. We'll be sitting side by side with that. Also, Homer and Apu, another one we mentioned before. <laughs> um, Team Homer with the Pin Pals, The Secret War of Lisa Simpson when the kids go to the Navy, mm-hmm. and Wild Bart's Can't Be Broken, which we mentioned a lot earlier in the podcast with the Bloodening. Hey. Yeah, good list. And the Tamako episode. I like that one too. All right. Great episode of the podcast, guys, but I think it's time we get out of here. But before we get out of here, we like to talk about things that we're into outside of The Simpsons. So, BT, what have you been into? Uh, Lately, I've been listening to the Something Scary podcast. It's basically just a collection of little spooky kind of campfire stories, some of which they pretend are real, or like people have written in saying they're real, some of which are just outright fiction, but that's great. Yeah, as a big horror fan, I really like it. It does have the problem of their ads are way louder than their episode. I kind of, yeah, it's annoying. I hope they stop. Because I'm obviously starting for the first episode. But they also do uh, animated versions of some of the stories, which are up on YouTube if you want to search for something scary. Cool. Like, I've mentioned this a billion times on the podcast, one of my favorite podcasts, BigSoftTitty.png, where they had that same issue. Yeah. And <laughs> it's just, yeah, they'd be talking amongst themselves, and then all of a sudden, Subway's Greek Lamb! Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Maddie? What have you been into lately? I'm actually doing Black Hands. What's that? Uh, it's a crime podcast yeah. about a murder in New Zealand, a small town in New Zealand. And I, it's quite old, actually. I feel like everyone's nope, everyone's skip. heard of it, but apparently everyone has not heard of it. It's, it's yeah, everyone but the two people in this room. <laughs> <laughs> I thought everyone else is like, oh, you got to watch Black Hands. I've watched. you got to listen to Black Hands. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. It's so good. Watch with your uh, looking ears. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so I'm doing that. It's so far, so far, I am gripped. Oh, nice. 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 Mm. Is it adorably New Zealand? Uh, <laughs> oh, is it like a New Zealand produced podcast as well? It is, it is. Excellent. A New so Zealand like... produced podcast about a very gruesome... Okay, but is it still adorably New Zealand? <laughs> and I'll see if I can do it with the accent with the call. I was like, Kelly returned home and didn't know... That's fucking... What the wow, fuck that? that was honestly the worst New Zealand accent I've well, ever I'm heard. Well, I'm already broken. You know what? <laughs> Don't hurt yourself, BT. Yeah, well, I will for this. It's like returned home with no idea that there was a murderer in a house. <laughs> It's <laughs> like Canadian. <laughs> Look, I'm not good at accents to begin with. To be sure. <laughs> yeah. And I've got a very limited vocal range right now. And you can thank me later for the great deleted scene content. <laughs> so Black Hands as well. Is that like a short podcast series like Dirty John or something? Yeah, pretty much. Cool. It's like up there with this. Yeah. Cool, cool. Sounds good. Mm. Yeah, oh, totally interested in that. And um, oh, and Dirty John's been made into like a TV series as well. I know, we spoke about this last time. So mm. excited. Yeah. Um, been... Did you guys get into Teacher's Pet yet? Not yet. No, but I did finally do uh, My Dad Wrote a Porno. Oh, what do you think? I liked it. Uh, I felt like it was a bit mean at times, to be honest. Like, I'm oh, like, no. oh, the dude's like just created something. Aw. But it's so funny. <laughs> it is very funny. And, and he loves it. I reckon. He does? Yeah, yeah, Rocky gets so into it. He loves it. Oh, that's nice, at hey. least. Yeah. But yeah, I did listen. I did finish the first season of mm-hmm. that. And yeah, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. it. It swings wildly from hit to just pissing yourself laughing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think their their dynamic like really sells yeah. it, and like especially because they're pretty sloppy and drunk in the first few episodes. <laughs> I think it's like, do all podcasts start out like that? Yeah. Ours did. <laughs> yeah. 
We uh, were so drunk. Just a bunch of people having fun, making fun of yeah. their dad's porn. <laughs> but what I've been into. So uh, Netflix and Hulu both released Fire Festival documentaries. <gasps> oh, how good is the Fire Fest documentary? <laughs> so <laughs> good. Did you see the Netflix one? Yeah, but I didn't see the Hulu one. Oh, I know what I'm watching tonight. Yeah, well, yeah, the Hulu one, it hasn't officially come out oh, in Australia. But, you know, there are certain ways you can get it. <laughs> I like that joke anyway yeah i really enjoyed the netflix documentary i thought it was so well put together mm-hmm. and their access and interviews were just amazing oh how the cafeteria worker oh uh-huh. my heart my broke at the end heart. that poor beautiful bohemian woman yeah and bohemian but ba- bahamian it, it took place in the bahamas what do you reckon beach um bonahomian <laughs> sure. <laughs> the Heyman. Yeah. <laughs> Caribbean, that poor Caribbean woman. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, she oh, she was trying to do like her best and like oh, just the powers that be just fucking screwed her over. God, and she's just like, you know what? I can't talk about it because they hurt me too much. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like I watched the fire documentary and... Yeah, immediately afterwards, I felt compelled to watch the Hulu one, knowing that like a lot of people have been saying that it's not that one's better than the other, but they do have different access, Yeah, and they're stylistically so different, and I think they are both worth watching just for, one, because they're both great documentaries in their own right, but two, like how you can see two different approaches to making documentary mm. films. Mm. Like I reckon the Netflix one is more slickly produced together, and they've got a lot more people that they had access to but the hulu one i think gets into a lot more of the like what actually happened nitty gritty mm. yeah like the netflix one was more of a retrospective mm. whereas the hulu one sort of felt like it was happening as it was mm. and they also had an interview with um fucking what's his fuck the bad mark? no it's not mark billy billy yeah the Where bad guy mark from Billy the bad guy. Yeah. So, yeah, I recommend both fire documentaries. I can't remember what either of them are called, but yeah. All right, guys, that about does it for the Simpsons Index episode 116. Let's get out of here. That's been BT Calloway. Everything hurts and I'm dying. That's been Maddie Dockrell. Aye. And I've been Elliot J. O'Neill. Dust is always a mustard in the house. <laughs> Splendid. Thank you for listening to the Simpsons Index podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash The Simpsons Index or at Simpsons Index on Twitter and Instagram. And now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes. Fucking Ocean Alley. I fucking hate all their stupid faces. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's not like I've agreed with the Triple J Hottest 100 since the 90s, but... (laughs) Fair enough. It was the first proof that um, democracy had failed when the Rubens won with hoops. And then after that, Brexit and Trump. So (laughs) that was our warning that democracy was faltering. All downhill from there. Yeah. I liked how he didn't realize that everyone was mad at him. Because their lungs will thank him for Mm. squirting out that cigarette. Yes, yes. Yeah, I guess when I was watching this back in the day, back when I was a smoker, that scene pissed me off because, oh, if someone did that to me, I mean, you, you'd give them such a looking out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm you're, a passive. You're a very too. passive. <laughs> but I mean, I guess over here it's a different story because they're so much more expensive. Yep. Well, in jail, you know, they they 
Yeah, fun fact, they're actually cheaper to get in prison than they are in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Is Australia prison? Yeah. Ooh. Of course not. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were a convict island. That's why they're so expensive to get smokes here. It all makes sense. Oh my God, we're in prison. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking unpleasantly hot. Yeah. <laughs> Cigarettes are really expensive. Makes sense. And snitches get stitches. <laughs> <laughs> it all fits. Yeah, I mean, that's how it went with me. I mean, do you want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> Uh, I'm funny. So ultimately, though, would do what? Sorry. Oh no, I said. <laughs> I breathed. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you. Were say. I sniffled. Oh, sounds of air. 